Hey everyone, this podcast is part of Story Mode, the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. You can support us and gain access to other great exclusive podcasts at patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash g-a-m-e-f-u-l-l-y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. It doesn't, honestly, now that I think about it, it doesn't seem like it would make a very good coffee flavor. No, not great. So what are you going to do? You're going to take your delicious French toast and dip it in a cup of coffee? No, why would you do that? Yeah. You're an absurd yeah. person if you do that. Yeah, fuck you. Mm-hmm. You're a real piece of shit if that's yeah. how you eat your French toast, you motherfucker. Yeah. Um. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> oh, man. My name is Tom Ryman, and this is my associate, Panthro Jackson. Hi. And we just, <laughs> we just watched Psych, season three, episode 15, titled Tuesday the 17th. Let's do it. Mm. I'm, I'm, uh, what's the word for excited? All right, what's the rub here, Cunningham? I know you didn't track us down after 20 years to tell us that Friday the 13th is your new life plan. Hey, look, I, I read the paper. Right, you guys uncovered a dinosaur and, and rescued a mummy in the same calendar year. I need your help. As detectives and, and as old friends, we're, we're sort of missing a counselor. Oh, what is that? What does that even mean, sort of missing? You're vibrating with anticipation. <laughs> uh, we, got, we got a little bit of, um, what's it called? Maintenance at, at the top of this? Uh, if you want to call thanks it thanks to Noah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't uh, Noah, our Patreon producer who uh, made this all happen. Folks, this is like a special mini-series of We Just Watched, is mm-hmm. what you're listening yes. to right now. Uh, we're this uh, is, we're going to have to just lay the wet turd of disappointment on you straight out of the gate. We're not watching the entirety of Psych. <laughs> no, we're really not. <laughs> at, and least, I at least when not I, right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when we tweeted when we tweeted about it, we got some people who were very excited. People were very nervous um, about what we we're going to think of this show. A lot of psych fans, a lot of psych fans out there. Yeah, I was uh, uh, surprised to see that. Yeah, this. Um, I mean, because it, it's psych is a show that was on for like eight seasons, but I don't really hear people talking about it. No, it didn't seem like it made a big like cultural impact. But I think this is one of those shows that is. Um, what I would compare it best to... Oh, well, let me finish this thought. It's So we're doing four episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is a little mini-series. It's a We Just Watched special. It'll come out Saturdays sporadically because we have some other uh, Saturday podcasts to take care of at the same time. So thank you to Noah. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Um, what I was going to say is I put this sort of in the slot of a show like House, a show I really enjoyed, mm-hmm. um, where it is... This started in like, like late 2000s, uh, and it feels very much that of its time. Yeah, um, this is like a mid, I want to say like mid, but so is yeah. House. I would also put this in the slot of like Scrubs, where it's, again, of its time, um, doesn't necessarily hold up for everybody, but like holds a really fond place in people's hearts is my assumption, the way House is for me. Mm-hmm. Like I've watched House like twice. And it's just a real easy watch. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I House imagine does that's all what the thinking for well. you, man. You don't have to do anything. Yeah, you and just, I imagine you just, this you just is the same. You just sit back. You just put the recliner in, and you're like, Dr. House, you do the work for me, man. Exactly. Take Figure me away, it out. Dr. House. Diagnose Jeremy Renner. 
he's in an episode of House. So is Dave Matthews. Yeah, they all are. All of them are. Um, any- all the people. Anyway, that's Housecast. Yep. <laughs> Save it for Housecast. Yeah. No, uh, it, and so that's uh, my assumption is that I think this is a um, comfort watch for a lot of people. Yeah, probably. I could see that. This is a show that I have never seen before. <laughs> Same. Um, but that said, I've watched a little bit more of it than you, Dave, I think, unless you've watched more since the last time no, we talked. No, I've only watched this episode. Okay, so I watched like a handful, most of the first season. Also, I, I, I think the majority of the first season I've watched just to get a feel for the show so that one of us kind of knew going yeah, into it. I mean... But basically, we're both pretty... We're, we're like psych virgins. You're taking yeah, our I, psych virginity with sure. this show yeah if you want to say if that's it like what that. you want to call it uh yeah i i never i never gave this show uh a thought i don't i i think we've been asked multiple times to cover this show i was surprised it's 40 minutes long that was the first surprise that this is a hour long show it's a, yeah it's an hour long program yeah uh uh but i yeah i just generally not thought about it uh so there's a combination of like Coming into this, there's stuff that feels like I have critiques of this episode, and I don't know what's an honest, like a real critique, and what is simply the fact that I'm walking in the middle of a show. <laughs> and I, I guess I apologize to people listening. Like, if you're a big psych fan, I don't know how much use I will be to you. I, my perspective is of someone who's never seen a show jumping in on the third season yeah just a completely random episode well not totally random there is a a, a structure to this we should probably discuss that is that the four episodes that we'll be covering are all movie parodies yeah they're all like direct spoofs of a specific movie and if you can't tell tuesday the 17th is a spoof episode of friday the 13th it sure is dave it sure is we we can go into the plot a little bit. Um, yeah, so this episode is about um, Sean and Gus, who, if you've not seen the show, if you've not seen the show, okay, straight up top, you're, you'll be in the same boat as us if you've never seen the show. The show is about uh, a detective named Sean who is, ba- like Sherlock Holmes, he's like a Dr. House type, essentially, in, in terms of, he's just a, a, a character who is impossibly good at deductive reasoning. Um, and has a photographic memory, but through uh, convoluted circumstances that only happen on television, he has to lie to the police and tell them that he's psychic to explain how he knows the answer to a specific case to avoid getting arrested for it because they think the only reason he could know so much about it is because he was involved. Um, so that's like the premise of the show is, is now he just has this gig as a quote unquote psychic detective when it's really he's just very observant. Uh, but he has to keep this grift going uh, with his partner, Gus. Um, and this specific episode is they are contacted by a childhood friend to come investigate a missing camp counselor at the summer camp that this friend has just purchased. And it turns out to be just a real Friday the 13th shindig uh, that at first turns out to be fake. The friend uh, is changing the camp to make it kind of like an escape room haunted house camp for adults. Uh, but then a real murderer shows up. Um, uh, foggy. It's, it's Foggy, Nelson, foggy Nelson, Nelson from Daredevil. It's one of the Bash brothers yeah. <laughs> from the Mighty Ducks. 
Uh, so a real murderer shows up that they have to deal with. Um, what's interesting about this episode and what I'll say right up top for the benefit of people uh, like Panthro here um, who have never seen the show before. This is kind of this is a very much an atypical episode, not just because it's a movie spoof, but because it doesn't really it doesn't really follow the format of, of the series. It's like kind of breaks format with this episode, which make, makes it like doubly weird for this to be the first one that Dave's ever seen. Yeah, uh, there's also a B story in this that uh, is involves a character who I have no idea anything about uh, <laughs> getting back together with his wife, who I have no idea what that's about. Uh, so, I mean, I, I'm not like the thing. The thing that I'm particularly lost mm-hmm. about yeah. is actually tonal more than anything else. Um, the characters felt very inconsistent to me. That's that's what i'll say and i don't know what i don't i don't know how much of that is um a fault in the writing how much of that is just jumping into an episode uh the main character for example he he will be cowardly cowardly in some scenes and brave in others Mm -hmm. he's a lot of characters are very like clownish but then will be very sharp in other scenes the the main guy in the b plot uh what's that character's name uh lassiter Lassiter, he's like a Michael Scott type in some scenes, like really over the top. Mm -hmm. And then he'll become really serious in other scenes. Uh, That's why it reminded me of something like Scrubs, where like when you get into a series, like I always imagine when you watch like, you know how it is, the first season of a series, the characters are all relatively grounded. The first season, especially of comedies, is like, you're getting to know these people. Mm-hmm. And so are the And then writers everything becomes... And the actors, yeah. Yeah. Everything slowly becomes like almost like a cartoon or parody of itself over time. I think there becomes meta jokes. Uh, they get looser with stuff. Mm-hmm. You've sort of earned a lot of goodwill with the characters. Yeah. So like without that, it just seemed very inconsistent. Uh, I think that's pretty... I'll say having watched most of the first season in addition to this episode, that seems to be kind of the tone of the show. It's it's more... It airs more heavily on the side of clownishness. But there will be moments where a character is suddenly very sharp or a character needs to be serious for a moment or actually say something that's heartfelt and meaningful. Right. Uh, which is kind of standard sitcom shit. Yeah, a lot of this stuff is issues that has to do with the era. Like, they, they very rarely are, um, in this episode at least, are women given a role that's silly. It's mostly they're the the main uh, woman character, the cop, is just there to be a buzzkill. You know, and that's, again, of its era. Kind of. Like, she, she's of the... Uh, she's more i will say she's more playful in the and she she enjoys uh sean's antics it's really lassiter who is usually the buzzkill. really yeah he is usually extremely serious to the point of he has no self-awareness what are these people's relation because they aren't seen together in this episode so sean and gus work unofficially for the police department sometimes they're not in this episode they get hired by their old friend jason uh but they will also frequently work with the police to help solve cases and lassiter is like the head detective in i think santa barbara is where it takes place right uh and he super doesn't like sean because he knows he's a grifter he just can't figure it out yeah 
Um, the lady cop whose name is Jules, she, I think, believes that Sean is psychic, but she also just enjoys him. Like, she enjoys his antics. Right. But also has to put on the dad hat and be like, well, I'm the authority figure here and you're being ridiculous right now. So She is actually the least responsible character in this episode. Yes. Because he calls her immediately when he thinks that something is right uh, as soon as the first fake murder happens he's like yeah. that's that's what that's a big thing that's uncharacteristic for sean in this episode is sean is almost the straight man in this episode and that's like never the case it's be and it, it's because it's this episode starts with a, a, f- a flashback to when he was a kid which happens in a lot of episodes i've seen where his dad corbin burnson <laughs> will give him some sort of weird advice um and anyway, it's he has bad memories about this camp specifically and about going there with Gus when they were kids because Gus ditched him for this other friend, Jason, to win a pinata contest. And he hasn't really gotten over it. So he doesn't want to be there in the first place. And then freaky murder stuff starts happening and he's super not into it. Um, yeah. But yeah. Because he struck me as uh, being relatively responsible. He calls her almost immediately mm. and then she doesn't call any backup. Nope. Uh, in fact, everybody around him is wildly irresponsible. Well, that's because at first, most everyone is in on the game. Right. Except for the one counselor that Gus is trying to act cool in front of. He tells her his name is Slicks. Yeah. <laughs> I have questions about Gus's character as well. About Gus. They're, yeah, they're, because there's in... another one where I couldn't tell when he was being sincere or not. Because I don't have any point of reference. So yeah. like like at one point he talks about how tea is a great stress reducer. And I couldn't tell if he was being ironic. If he was like data, you know, if he's like the straight man. Um, or if he's being like it's it, it's very jumping in, knowing, understanding the characters in something like this because it's so mm-hmm. screwball. Yeah. It and is. it's so tonally inconsistent with its jokes where it... Uh, you can't you can't tell like it's cartoony yeah in nature mm-hmm. so there's a lot of the, it's weird because i've never um i i don't know like i feel like shows like this are designed so that you're supposed to be able to jump in at any time right uh, yes as like, long generally as generally speaking it, generally speaking yeah it's this is a again this is a weird one to pick because it completely breaks the format it's like not well, in the format of the rest of the other episodes it's also going back to like shows like scrubs like it's in this weird in between where it's not quite a show you can just jump into i don't think i uh, i think that it's like it's not like family guy you know it's not a show that's just like uh designed to run 20 seasons and just be unending and the care like the characters i assume progress and change in this show too. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll so see. It, it feels serial serialized, but it's like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, they're normally. I will say that Sean and Gus are normally in opposite roles. Gus is usually he's he's the one that has a real job, like he has a day job as a, a I think a, a pharmaceutical sales rep. Uh, huh. He's usually kind of fastidious. He kind of objects to a lot of the really over the top clownish stuff that Sean does. Uh, but in this episode, he's kind of teaming up with an old friend of theirs that he used to prank Sean with. So it's like right. 
he's in a prankster role in this episode that he usually doesn't occupy, at least not in this episodes that I've seen. Um, so much of this podcast is me like, explaining I, I hope the show you're to you. Ready to hear <laughs> a man have a show explained to him. Yeah. Uh, but hopefully by the fourth episode, I'll have a grip on it. Yeah. Um, just going into like the little parts of the show, like mm -hmm. is uh, like again. This is these are. Uh, I should, b by the way, say for the most part, I enjoyed this episode. Um, yeah, it's funny. He uh, makes like, he makes a Rick Astley pinata, <laughs> throws it in the lake. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of fun. There's a lot, I see there's why a lot of weird like references show. to strange things. Well, that's what I was curious <laughs> about too, fun. because there was some that felt. There's a part, there's one of the weirdest exchanges I've seen in, in comedy in a while, mm -hmm. and I really couldn't figure it out. Were they all weirdly hostile to Foggy when they met him? Had they met him before? <laughs> no. <laughs> because, like, there's a weird hostility to him, right? Or, like, I couldn't I don't figure know. that out. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I didn't him, necessarily detect it. They do sort of are like, oh, you're the funny guy, huh? Like, they are yeah, kind of well, immediately like, fuck the, you to that guy. I, I wrote down the line that led up to it, and I'm still not sure what the fuck it means. He says he asks where Jason is, who's the guy who, he, yeah, he like, rolls up on the, he rolls up on the camp, and he's like, where's Jason? And Foggy, I'm just going to call him Foggy. That is fine. He says, he says he's inside trying to figure out what's eating Gilbert Grape. Turns out it was a flesh-eating virus. And then he goes, oh, I get it. You're the funny guy. In a really, like, aggressive way. And I was like, I don't know what just happened. <laughs> <laughs> what, is, what the hell is the Gilbert Grape I reference? I can't decipher any of that. <laughs> yeah. And I couldn't, like, this This feels like a very, uh, a show that prides itself on how many deep cuts it can make, right? They have a vibes reference, a movie that I had happened to have just watched. <laughs> he says, couldn't you do any better than vibes? And Or she says that. Because he has, says, I got some weird vibes. And he says, Jeff Goldblum and Cindy Lauper couldn't. Uh, for people who don't know what that means, there is a movie called Vibes that you're all Googling starring Jeff Goldblum and Cindy Lauper. Mm -hmm. Tom, have you seen this movie? No, I think I've, I think I've walked past this VHS before. But I was I've definitely just, never seen it. I, I, I was just looking for movies the other night and i just stumbled into vibes and was like w wait what is this what is a, this like what a fucking wink from the knowing eye of destiny like how the f yeah how do you accidentally just stumble upon vibes i don't know um quick review of vibes not great <laughs> <laughs> uh it's about jeff goldblum and cindy lopper playing psychics who are like hired to hunted treasure and i i believe they fall in love i blacked out for most of the movie why because it was so slow wouldn't they fall in love dave yeah the most interesting thing about it is that they both claim to be psychics and as far as you can tell they are like they don't i don't know uh, but they never show their abilities from their perspective so they just seem really unhinged throughout the movie i also uh I, I imagine an additional element must be that I think Cindy Lauper is quite literally exactly half of the size of Jeff Goldblum. So yeah, it must yeah. be like watching Harry and the Hendersons. Oh, absolutely. It's, uh, I, I wouldn't recommend watching this movie. Well, now I guess. You, you know, I'm going to watch it as soon as we're done taping now. <laughs> it's a real slow. How am I not going to watch a movie called vibes about Jeff Goldblum and Cindy Lauper being psychic uh, detectives? Psychics. I feel like there were other people and things in it, but oh yeah, Steve Buscemi's in it. 
Uh, so yeah, oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> it's a real like. It's I one feel of those like there's movies. like another psychic movie that I'm try- like a psychic detective comedy from the eighties. This movie God from 1988, it. and it and it's like I feel like there was a brief window where this was they tried to make this a genre. Yeah, this is during that Jeff Goldblum that like Earth Girls are easy period. Yeah, there where is it, trying there's just shit. like movies. That, yeah, where it's like <laughs> I I did not know he was in this. I remember the first time I watched Earth Girls are easy. I watched it on TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, used to, and that was I, that was like a, a, a eternal Comedy Central. Oh yeah, uh, cut that was just forever in their holster. I had not seen the credits, so she sh- the aliens come down. They're all furry, uh, and then they do a reveal when she shaves them, and my head almost exploded because it's like it's Jeff Goldblum, uh, Damon Wayans, and Jim Carrey. Yeah, in in order, it starts with Damon Wayans, I believe, um, or maybe it's Jim Carrey, and it was just like, wait, what? Uh, then it was the other one. It was like, wait, what? And then the final reveal, Jeff Goldblum walking out. And it's like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> am I dead? Yeah. Just, am, am I at Elysium? <laughs> what just happened? Yeah, exactly. Did I just suffer a head injury? That's the exact same thing with vibes. It, it's like vibes. someone took a bunch of names and like shook them up and threw them out onto the universe. And that's what we got. It is, it is a shocking film to exist and it's being referenced in this psych uh, i don't know why it's being referenced <laughs> i don't know man because it's a movie about psychic detectives yeah well i mean technically his line so going back she says couldn't you do any better than vibes he says jeff goldblum and cindy lopper couldn't that is not true they do way better than vibes both of those not people. in the realm of psychic detection sure that's that's about where they both that's the ceiling they both reached in that yeah particular i guess field. that's that's true i just mean in their careers in general but you're right mm-hmm. you're right did cindy lopper she had movies right she did a she was like it was like madonna how they uh oh yeah so desperately seeking susan or some shit yeah um yeah no th- there's there's a lot of deep cuts uh, I, I I also don't get the Gilbert Grape joke. I'm like, what? I don't either. Because when they show up, the idea is that Sean still thinks they're legit looking for a missing counselor. Uh, he doesn't know yet that he's being goofed upon. Um, so even like if they're showing up under that pretense, like that line still doesn't make sense. Like, what do you mean he's inside? Like, is somebody right. pouting? I don't know. <laughs> and I feel like they cram a lot of references in. There's later, though, with the specific thing with Foggy, because later he introduces himself to the police lady mm-hmm. and he like hits on her and she says, oh, I'm a cop. And she says it really shittily, shittily. And then he goes, oh, nice rejection, like really shitty back. And it was like, nobody likes this guy and he doesn't like anybody. Like it felt like there was a scene missing because it was like so much hostility towards him. As if they knew he was the killer already. Right, they already knew he was the murderer. Yeah. His, I forget what his line is when he's when he hits on her, but it is it is one of the lines that you would respond with. Okay, go away. He says he <laughs> says something about himself. He says, "Hi, I'm so and so, and I like long walks." Kind of line, like right. It's like I'm like, I'm, a, I'm, like I'm, a, I'm, as, I'm giving I'm as, you my dating. Yeah, like I'm as funny as profile. I am handsome, or some shit like that. Yeah. Um, man, there's a okay. <laughs> 
We're figuring right. it out. We're figuring it out. I don't know. <laughs> well, this is just what we just watched as far as I'm concerned. That's true. Know. Yeah, that's true. Uh, um, we're just going through, um, I, or at least I am. I'm, I'm going to be fairly all over the place because... Mm-hmm. I well, mean, we might have we might have some regular things to discuss, right? Well, since they're all uh, every episode we've been uh, instructed to watch uh, is a spoof of a movie. Um, I figure we could talk about some of the connections. Yeah, um, I mean the the obvious one is the friend that hires them is named Jason, which of course is a reference to Jason Voorhees. Um, but his yeah. his last name is also Cunningham, so his name is Jason Cunningham, and the director of the first Friday the 13th is Sean Cunningham. Yeah. There they mentioned go. Crystal Lakes in the opening song. Mm-hmm. Um, I was surprised the boat at the opening, it's not quite the same boat from the ending of Friday the 13th. They just had to get a better, a different color. Mm-hmm. I it's, was, I was, it's close. Ju- it's close. It's just not the right color. Mm-mm. They just needed to get the right color. I will um, say they duplicate the tracking, the hallway shower tracking shot. Uh, from Friday the 13th part 2 very very closely. Yeah, and there's a lot cool. of accuracy in the in the filmmaking I thought. Um mm-hmm. they make it look grainy. Mm-hmm. Uh similar, you know, the title sequence is the same. Yeah, it's with, not it's it's the Friday the 13th part 3 like in 3D comes not, out of the camera. Yeah, it's not one to one because it's not trying to be though. No. Like they what the impression I got is that they tried to do it when they could when it made sense, um, yeah. When it made sense, but you can't quite um you can't quite replicate things for the sake of, you know, some things that are more R-rated you can't do, like showing the murders, which they did in their favor. Uh, in hiding the twist, mm-hmm. it also made the twist impossible to solve because the con because it's editing. Like they they show a series of murders, and the reveal is that he's not murdering these people; he's just pranking them. Mm-hmm. And if the scene lasted a little longer, you would see that. But it's not. This isn't like a big mystery show, or at least this episode doesn't seem like it. Doesn't normally. They they are. It is a mystery show, and you usually are able to solve it. This one is leaning on the slasher movie idea, and that it is cutting away right before the murders happen. Right, but you could argue that it's it's sort of a meta thing mm-hmm. because I because there it's, is it's, no way to solve it based it's using, on that. It's using that, yeah, it's using that idea that you're like, well, they're not going to show the murders because it's a TV show, and it's like, well, no, they're not going to show you the murders because nobody's getting murdered. Exactly, and that's that's almost why they're cheating a little bit is uh, because you don't get to see any of the murders, so you can't you can't tell, and you assume it's because it's TV. But like, if it was a one to one parody of Friday the Thirteenth, you'd see the murders uh, absolutely. That's that's kind of the core of Friday the Thirteenth that they can't recreate. Not not because they chose not to, because they just can't. Yeah, it's because it's TV. Physically not like the 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 two people that do really get murdered we don't actually it they make it clear that they've been murdered but we don't actually see anything and we don't we we see reaction shots of people finding the dead bodies but we don't actually see the dead bodies right um what's another thing oh um uh, foggy's name in this episode is clive which i'm sure is a clive barker reference um and his backstory is pretty much like the plot of this episode is is kind of loosely the same as the first Friday the 13th movie like basically Foggy's mad because his dad died at the camp in some weird accident 
And it's just become like a ghost story that the campers recreate each summer for fun. And he's like, right, my, that's, my, reverse... that's my dad. And you're, this is a fun game for you. But he actually died. It's a reverse on uh, yeah. Pamela. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, um, a good, that's yeah. a good take for it. Of course, when we got to their Jason, their friend Jason, running around pretending to murder people, he is dressed exactly like Jason Voorhees from Friday the 13th Part 2 with the big pillowcase on his head. <coughs> Naturally, yeah. And the overalls. They, and they even have the same old guy who's like, you're doomed. It's one of... The, on his bicycle. Is, it's one of the things that... um, It's almost like a... um a problem with parroting the early Friday the 13th is that to do it properly, it doesn't feel like Friday the 13th because people absolutely don't remember that Jason got his mask in the third movie. That's one of the, it's one of the movies for the iconic mask to show up. Yeah, that is true. And it's also one of the things that I really liked about the way that this episode handles the parody. Because if you're not super familiar with specifically the first two Friday the 13th movies, most of the references probably won't land. Right. You, you'll probably be able to tell that the genre mm-hmm. that they're yeah. doing a parody of. But um, it also probably made for uh, some easy uh, legal stuff. Because I bet you that putting a sack over someone's head is fine, whereas giving them the Jason Voorhees mask is perhaps problematic legally. Well, that's interesting because in the first scene of the episode, when it's uh, a counselor getting fake murdered, um, she's watching what is supposed to be a Jason movie on TV. And it's clearly a dude in a, in a hockey mask murdering people in the woods, but it's not a Jason movie. It's, it's, it's not an existing Friday the 13th film. It's something that they recreated for the show. I mean, now that you say it, probably hockey masks, you also can just put on somebody in a movie. I don't know how that works. I think because... there's a certain design, like that red triangle that's that's in between, that's on right. the brow. Um, I think it's probably a, like a mix of having that specific design on a character and calling him Jason, where you probably get in trouble. Yeah, that's true. But I, beyond yeah. that, yeah, it's just a hockey mask, also, man. Also parody. And parody also parody, has a... yeah. Parody has a specific l- rule um, that I, yeah, they follow. They, there was a, um, I remember this because of film school. This is really early. Mm-hmm. Well, not early for this episode, but there was a book that did a, um, <laughs> it's, uh, I, I've never looked this book up. It sounds terrible. They did a recap of the OJ Simpson trial in the style of Dr. Seuss and they got sued God. and they, and they lost because they weren't parroting dr seuss it wasn't a parody of dr seuss it was in the style of it was still a satire i guess uh i don't know it it's that's probably a boy that's probably a real bummer to read that book yeah it sounds Uh, it's it's like that's the difference is like if they yeah they you have to there's a fine line between making a parody of something and simply doing something in the style Mm -hmm. i would say this counts as a parody for sure it's kind of it's uh, it's it's a mix of both, but definitely further towards parody. Yeah, because like you it's said, it's interesting it, how that law works. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, goddamn, that OJ book sounds awful. It sounds like that stupid. I never looked it up. Krasen, I never wanted to. Krasenstein, is that right? It's like how the how they dumped Trump or whatever that children's book. Right. It's it's those things that exist and they are there to make a lot of money and then be forgotten. Right. right. It's like 
it's not a coffee table book it's like no it's it's, it's like the, this it's the fucking the situation's autobiography like yeah you gotta put these out within a four-month period or else you're never gonna sell any of right them. and they know they know that they yeah, know, they you know, know it's an entire industry everybody knows this it's just wild to think that people buy it i guess yeah i don't people were really into oj man that whole trial that was a yeah. whole ass thing oh i get it i i've i this is pre it's pre-reality tv that's like mm-hmm. it's just like game of thrones you know well reality it's tv just existed. Like, how is it gonna end everybody wants to know mm-hmm. reality tv existed but it was it was like real world road rules and they were still pretty nascent right. like still pretty it was early awful in their runs um a couple more things i wanted to call out uh obviously sean is aware of the rules of slasher movies because he's like, no, we should all stay here in the laundry room. I don't know why you're all running out there and splitting up. Right. Uh, so there's a bit of scream in there. And then Gus, like later on is also aware of it. Cause he's like, no, I'm not, go- I'm the black guy. I'm not going outside. I've seen what happens. Right. Um, then there's a, a moment that I think might be an, are you afraid of the dark reference? It's when one of the characters literally says, what, are you afraid of the dark? And puts a candle down, and then it slowly zooms in on the flame. And isn't that how every Are You Afraid of the Dark started? I think so, yeah. I'm pretty sure. I believe sure. so. A lot of references in this. It's it's very reference-heavy. Yeah, every episode is pretty reference-heavy that I've seen. Yeah, Th- this that's more, what I figured. This more so than others, because it's it's trying to ev- uh, evoke a specific genre. Right. And the last thing I'll call out <laughs> that is this is like the weirdest one because it's not a movie. It's just like a thing. Um, when they first arrive. Is, at, it, is it Robert? It's Robert the doll. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's Robert the doll. It's a reference to Adam Todd Brown you know, <laughs> uh, who has a Robert the doll. Yeah, he sure does. <laughs> there's a there's a famous haunted doll in this. I'm sure it's not the haunted doll. It's a recreation. It was Robert the doll which was a companion for um I looked this up because I was like I I, I knew I knew it um it was a child who uh had it and was sick and died I believe it's uh, they did an episode of I think lore about it yeah and they said that it could move on its own change expression it's like you know if if you google any list of like real haunted dolls uh it's on there with like Annabelle and so on and so forth. Although Annabelle was a, um, it's a raggedy, raggedy Ann. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Robert, the doll is just like this, this fucking creepy ass sailor doll. You, you, if, if you've seen it before, you know exactly what it looks like. And it's, I, sorry, I have to push back. I, I think a lot of people would agree with you. I don't think Robert, the doll's that creepy, to be honest. He's not. He looks, I well, it's, it's, it's the stuff that surrounds him, but it's also because he looks like, uh, my buddy although he's completely felt his head's not plastic like uh my buddy is yeah. for but there's just something about an almost uncanny valley doll that is it's roughly life size he's, like he's about yeah. the size of a toddler <laughs> i do want to amend it because i just googled the picture and i hadn't noticed the size of robert he's, he's, and the size of robert is uh unsettling it's the kind of doll that like your your kid would want to have, and then he would scare you every time you walked in a room. Because mm-hmm. it's like two him. feet tall. Because he looks, yeah, he just looks like a dead kid. Yeah, he looks he like a stuffed size. child in a sailor suit. <laughs> yeah, like most dolls, I feel like I could fight and win. Robert included, but I feel like Robert would be, um, again, big. 
Mm-hmm. And, and so, no, like, I mean, more yeah. of a nuisance to fight. Yeah, I'd fuck Robert up, but that it would haunt me. Like, it would stick with you. It would be, yeah, it's like killing a really big spider. Yeah. Uh, it'd be like, oh, I really felt that. Whereas, like, Chucky is so small that it's like, I don't, you know, mm-hmm. this isn't this isn't a problem at all. But, like, Robert- Yeah, you could, yeah. Ki- you could kick Chucky really far. Yeah. Um, um, that's the extent of, like, the overt references that I noticed. Well, the very end is, like, a reference to the very end of- the first Friday the 13th where they're all just looking out at the lake. Right. And it's a similar music cue. Yeah. I mean, we're not always going to be able to catch the references. I don't think depending on, depending on what the it is. Movies that I mean, there covering. was, there was, there was a, a, I'm gonna a cornucopia let, in this. Yeah. Episode. I'm going to let people, uh, guess what movie, what other movie spoofs. Oh yeah. 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 Well, yeah. I don't um, want to reveal that. Cause I'm sure they must've done several. This movie, the, the show is, is very, pop culture reference heavy oh yeah um it's filled with it um yeah i mean i have no other major notes i was gonna do a shout out to robert um robert the famous doll robert the doll um yeah i i i mean i i kind of i in terms of like what final thoughts on this uh show i guess is going to be really hard. Mm-hmm. Like impressions. Like, what's your impression? Because I know you watched a bunch because of yeah, um, I've probably seen research. A, I've probably seen about eight or nine episodes. Yeah. So that implies that you've enjoyed it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I stand by that. This this show so far is pretty harmless. Like I I get why people like it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's um too dated now to it's- pick up personally. Um, like that's interesting. I, again, yeah, maybe I didn't. I didn't have any trouble watching it. There wasn't uh, jokes where I was like, "Ooh, that's bad." It's more just like, like um, there was no jokes that made me laugh either. Oh, like the the humor is felt dated. And again, this isn't really like a, I'm coming ba- down on it in like a negative way. Um, just humor over time. It's like it's like anything else. You know, this is almost ten years old. Which mm-hmm. really bummed me out. Oh, yeah. Because I was like, oh, 2007. Oh, that was like a couple years ago. <laughs> Almost 10 me. years old. Yeah. Dave, that's 14 years old. God damn it. Stop saying <laughs> stuff like that. So like the same way, like again, House, a show that I enjoy is not a show that I would expect people to like because that show is fucking corny. Uh, the jokes are bad. Um, the jokes are worse than this. But yeah. this is of its time is my point. Like Scrubs. It's a show of its time that I think there has to be. I, I think there's a lot of people who probably watched it when it came out and have more goodwill towards it than I do, um, mm-hmm. which yeah, is not to say that I didn't like it. Like I said, I, it's not that I didn't enjoy it. It's that it didn't like uh, speak to me in any strong way, I would say. But I don't know. We got more episodes coming up. So who can say? Yeah, that's true. Um, who can say what the future holds? I'm trying to figure if there's anything else i wanted to call out there's a moment there's probably gonna we'll, we'll see how this that this fleshes out in other episodes but there's an i the bit of an idea that when we're when you, when you watch the show you kind of got to keep in mind that they're supposed to kind of be on the job um right not in this episode not really but like the premise of this episode is is, is kind of wild oh, that- in that the the friend jason teams up with gus to fake hire sean to solve a fake missing counselor yeah, to promote way, his camp it's like wow that can't be a 
a wise expenditure after you just I, bought the soul camp. Yeah, I had notes on that, by the way. is It also is why this is unsolvable, is that the motivation behind this fake thing is doesn't make any sense. Like, he... This guy um, has his friend come for for I guess promo, like it's 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 like a PR thing. But he's not press. No one's gonna write about it. It's just a prank. Yeah, they're that just, he's playing on a friend. They're and then just once playing that a prank cop on gets Sean. Involved, yeah. Once the cop gets involved, he should shut it down. Instead, he puts himself at right gunpoint. because he almost gets shot yeah. by the cop. It's, yeah, like Sean is again the most responsible character in this whole thing. He's the only one who's like, I should call the cops. When he realizes what's happening, he's like, Everybody stop, don't shoot. He's trying really hard to keep shit together. Mm-hmm. Whereas this camp idea that like the him doing these test runs, yeah, it's, uh, it's they're not deranged. for anybody's benefit. No, no, it's it's just a, it's a deranged thing to do, right? Because we learned that. It. We later learned that he didn't even tell all the counselors. Like he would, he would like surprise them and pretend to be a murderer, and then pull off the mask and be like, "No, it's okay. It's just me. This is what the camp's really gonna be." It's like I feel like you have to tell people that when you hire them, right? And so, uh, yeah, it's 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 madness. This, by the way, great idea for a camp. Yeah. Terrible execution. I think um, these what camp- doing. I think these camps might exist. Probably, yeah. Not for this like a full those, week or anything. But they it's might like, not yeah. have existed in 2007. But like, they definitely are a thing. Like escape, like escape rooms are a thing. You know, yeah, it's, uh, escape rooms and like super intense haunted houses that they make you like right. sign waivers for and shit. Yeah, I assume camps like this. I've been to one ad- adult summer camp, which is probably one more than most people. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't, I didn't pay to go. Um. I guess no judgments on people who do go, but it, my point was. But you that really wanted to make that clear before you went any further. I, I sure I, did. I took notice I sure of did. that, Dave. Sure did. Um, <laughs> I was invited. It was for uh, work. It was for work. It was fun. Um, uh, it wasn't for me, but it. Um, it's. I assume like a Friday the Thirteenth camp would be the same, which is that it's like during the day there's activities which it would be like some sort of role playing i assume and the real main event is that at night everybody gets shit faced that yeah. is the adult summer camp. Right. adult summer You're, camp is it's is, to get drunk in the woods it's college simulator yeah yeah uh and that's uh, that's fine there's nothing wrong with that no uh, great food um there was great food i bet it was man yeah but yeah, so like that wrinkle, it's in this particular episode says a lot more about the person hiring Sean and Gus than Sean and Gus themselves. Yeah, no, again, going into this, um, I had no impression that Sean and Gus weren't like responsible or like were loose cannons. They were actually the most responsible people mm-hmm. in the whole episode. To the degree like where like later when the, the old guy sh- uh, washes up dead in the lake. And the cop has to keep him on the porch. And she's like, I, I, we can't, I can't justify moving him any further than that. You know, obviously because it's a crime scene, but everybody needs to stay out of there. And he convinces her. He's like, well, let me look at, let me look at the body right. um, to try to figure out what happened. So it's like, like yeah. <laughs> he's like uncharacteristically responsible in this episode. He is. Like I said, uh, he's, he's very responsible. Um, He's a little inconsistent only because he runs away from danger early on mm-hmm. and then he runs out into danger uh, later. 
Um, and like they make a, they do a whole bit where he's like hiding in a closet and stuff. Yeah. That's so I like didn't the only... understand why he suddenly decided to be brave at the end. Um, I guess it was but, just one of those things again, where it was like... I don't really like... know this character, so I don't know the... Like, people can be brave mm-hmm. in certain situations, or at least they've in, they've done characters like that, where, where when there's like something that intrigues them, mm-hmm. they forget their fears, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, but I just didn't get any of that from this. Yeah. Uh, no, I think it was just more of a, well, nobody else is going to do it, so I guess I have to. Right. Type of situation. When it comes to the second mystery, they did sort of show their hand there because they have a scene where they all play strip poker. Uh, they, the only person who isn't there is Foggy. Is Foggy, And yeah. the person being murdered. Yes. And so it was like, oh, well. Yep. Some, sometimes that's the only way you, you, to solve a, a, a mystery movie is you just yeah. have to, okay, who's here? Who's in the scene? Are these mystery? So are these episodes going to be... I imagine this is more like, again, House, where it's like you can't really solve what medical mystery houses you can't uh, figuring out because you just don't have the information. You can't always make the specific, in the episodes I've seen, you can't always make the specific connections that Sean does, but you, in all the episodes I've seen, you can recognize the enough of the connections to to figure out who did it and why right what are the connections he made in this one just the scratches on people's necks um and it's this this one kind of had to really move quickly on it because because like the first two-thirds of the episode are devoted to a fake mystery right so it was really just like he noticed scratches on the dead bodies that matched up with uh foggy's ring and because oh, okay. he was literally the only person not in the cabin, they goes he, he goes into the next room to play Nintendo, and they walk into the room to check on him, and it's Robert the doll sitting there. Right. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, the 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 general the gist I'm getting is this episode is does not represent this series. <laughs> From what I've seen, this is a this is a wild one to dive mm-hmm. into the show. <laughs> I don't know. I'm wondering if any of the other ones will watch represent the series. I don't know. I'm just going to have to judge it based on what I see. Exactly. Like that's, that's all you can do, man. That's all I can that do. That is all you can do. The very last thing I want to talk about is his dad's lesson. Because from what I've seen, that usually ties into the episode somehow. And in this episode, it's it's kind of, it's like particularly funny. Because his dad's lessons from what I've seen are usually kind of shitty. Right. Um, but in this one, it's like he comes to pick Sean and Gus up from camp when they're kids. And, and Sean's mad because Gus, Gus ditched him to build a pinata with Jason instead and wound up winning. Um, and his lesson is to basically be like, ah, you shouldn't be mad at Gus. Sometimes you just work with other, with other friends. It's, it's, it's perfectly normal, but like the entire episode happens because Gus teams back up with this nerd Jason and decides to play a prank on him. So it's like the lesson was like the opposite was true. Like he should be upset oh, yeah. when Gus hangs out with Jason because people get murdered when that happens. Right. It's it only brings sadness. Yeah, it, it brought nothing but misery <laughs> to yeah. these people. Yeah. Some lives collapsed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A business a, a business was was shuttered. I I because I really don't think he's gonna open the camp after this. Right. And we all know like businesses are the most important thing like mm-hmm. if if a few lives get lost um you know that's just that's how businesses work but what about my business <laughs> <laughs> oh man i don't have anything else to talk about for this particular nah, episode. neither do i um 
Yeah. Uh, I, I hope this was something. <laughs> I don't know. It's, I have no idea. Yeah, yeah. This is a... a, a Look, one you're going to get three more of these, yeah. so... I was just going to say, this is one of the more unique requests we've got, because it's really just... We're, we're getting dropped right in behind enemy lines <laughs> with not a lot of context. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a lot of context at all. Yeah, it's like my... Um, the extent of my experience with the like, show, I like, think- I knew... I knew the premise of the show, but that was it. Right. I think if you're a fan of Psych, I don't know if this will do anything for you. I don't know. Um, you know, if you're if you're like like uh, playing with yourself or whatever while while listening to us, mm-hmm. uh, or like or like I don't know what what is what do you, what do these perverts do? I don't know, man. I don't know what you do with your lives. Yeah. Whatever you're doing right now, you weird psych fans. I don't know if this if this does it for you. I don't know uh, if you haven't seen Psych, what you're going to get out of this. Uh, you weird non-psych perverts, mm-hmm. you know? I don't know. Uh, uh, and quite I hope you frankly, enjoyed it. I don't want to know. Yeah, no, don't tell us. Don't tell Jesus. me. God, don't tell me. No, no, no. Absolutely no. You, you, don't You tell keep us. that buttoned up inside. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That stays in your heart. Mm-hmm. That's uh, just for you. <laughs> All right. Well, let's wrap it up. All right. Uh, hey, Noah, thank you so much. Patron producer, Noah, mm, thank you. I uh, hope you enjoyed this. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? Uh, I I I had a, a, a fun time doing it. I had a fun time watching it. I'm glad I'm checking out Psych. Yeah, man. Uh, so, yeah. Thank you. Um, this was, again, through our Patreon. And if you're interested... You can go to patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed. Uh, there's exclusive podcasts on there like Tom and Jeff watch Batman and Fox Muller is a maniac. There's a tier where you can produce your very own podcast like this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you can watch movies with us every Friday night. That's another tier. <clears throat> there's a lot of options on there, so you should check it out. Yeah. You, we also have a store at tpublic.com slash store slash gamefully unemployed. Where you can get t-shirts, masks, mugs, stickers, posters, all kinds of things. So check that out while Please. you're at it. Yeah. Yeah, maybe you can go in there and 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 get a get a tier to to commission your own podcast and have us watch, I don't know, just drop us in on like season 4 of the Sopranos. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, try yeah, to, yeah. Try to piece that shit together. Well, I mean, I've seen it, but I haven't. I've seen the first season and that's it. Really? I watched the first season when it came on, and then it did that shit where it was like four years later. Here's season two. I was like, nah, nope. Oh yeah, well you know you, you can uh, you can, you can go back. You can wrap sets. that up. You can wrap that up now, though. I know. Yeah. So uh, you know they got all of those out. You yeah. know that. Yeah. Pretty sure they're done with it. Oh wait, they're not. They're making a prequel. No, they are making a prequel. Yeah. Why are you doing that? I don't, don't know. Do that. I don't know. It's, it's so <laughs> Why would silly. you do that? Why would you do that?